This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 256 with Diego Corzo. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to create millennial financial independence through house hacking. My guest in this episode is Diego Corzo. Diego's focus is helping millennials achieve financial independence through real estate investing. A millennial entrepreneur from Austin, Texas, Diego graduated with two bachelor degrees in less than four years and no student debt. He started working in corporate America as a software developer and soon discovered that he wanted a career shift and pursue his passion in real estate. Now he aspires to help others, especially millennials, become financially free and reach their full potential. Diego's system of house hacking helps millennials realize their dream of financial independence. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. Are you interested in real estate investing but don't know where to start? Join Ops Properties as the premier provider of turnkey lease option investment properties. With their proven system, you can have cash flow within 30 days. To get cash flow within 30 days, go to joinopsproperties.com. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Diego, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah, excited to have you on. Uh, can you share a little bit about your background and your journey with my listeners? Yeah, for sure. So I right now, I live in Austin, Texas. I am uh, 27 years old. I am a realtor here. I have a real estate team uh, and uh, I am from Lima, Peru. I came to the United States when I was nine years old and I lived in Florida for about 14 years. I graduated college and I got a job as a software developer uh, in Austin. And that's the reason why I moved here. After working in corporate America for two years, I decided to quit and go into real estate full-time. And now that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> We're both immigrants in the United States. You have an interesting story too. And uh, the mindset of an immigrant is completely different than uh, people that, that grow up here, right? Uh, so share a little bit about your story. There's a lot of struggles that you've overcome. Yeah, Uh so right now, uh, I am what is known as a dreamer. So what Congress in 2016 and 2017 has been talking about is about the immigrants that came as kids and, uh, and 
because of the situation in, in their countries. Their parents brought them to the United States and they overstayed their visas or they came here illegally and now they're undocumented. So I am one of those, uh, one of those kids, one of those, uh, young adults, but it didn't really hit me, uh, that I was an undocumented immigrant until I turned 16 years old when I was applying to get my driver's license. And then, um, I hit that. That was the first obstacle that I really saw how, how mon- how many more challenges I would have to go through to be able to achieve the same lives that my friends had at that time. When I graduated college, I graduated third in my class and I received a lot of scholarships to go to, to FSU. And a lot of scholarships were taken away because they said that they needed to see one more document, which was either my green card or my, or to show that I'm in the United States with papers. And unfortunately at that didn't time, I didn't have them. So I had to work my way through college. I couldn't qualify for any student loans at that time either because I, because I wasn't American and uh, I paid my way through college. I graduated in three and a half years uh, with two bachelors. And that taught me a lot of uh, how to be resourceful because I also found out in college that I couldn't work as an employee. So I had to be resourceful and find loopholes or something that can get me to earn income. So that's when I found out that I can open an LLC. And I were, and because I, I did IT, I would go to small businesses, I would go to nonprofits and do their websites and they will pay me through my, through my corporation and I would work as a contractor. And that's how I was able to work for college, um, to pay for college. And then in, uh, in 2012, Obama passed, uh, an, an executive order that will allow me to work and drive. Finally, so it wasn't until the age of 22 or 23 where I finally was able to buy my car and be able to drive, be on the road and work. And I got the opportunity to to work as a software developer for GM and uh, and work into corporate America. And that at that point, when I was 22, 23 years old, for my family as an immigrant, it's like I've achieved the American dream. Right. I went to college. I got the degree. I got into GM, one of the biggest companies. Uh, but at some point, uh, when I was 21, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that changed my mindset on how I was going to live my entire life. I learned that there's people that, that, um, change their time for money until they're 65 and then they retire. And there's other people that make their money work for them. And that's what I got excited about. And that's what I began to read different books, meet different people. And, uh, and even though I was working full time as a software developer, nights and weekends, I was reading books. I was learning, connecting with, with different people. And my whole life changed from there. Yeah, I think what I appreciate is the problem-solving skills that you developed early on and being resourceful, as you said. And also the other thing is about taking control of your own situation. And mm-hmm. regardless of, of what happens or what laws or who's in office, um, being mm-hmm. in control of your own destiny and trying to create 
uh, and build a life uh, that you envision, which I think everybody, every you know, everyone around the, the world can relate to because I think a lot of people and maybe uh, some folks listening to it, they're still not in control of their own destiny and they still do have to rely on out, outside and external factors. Um, can you sh- just speak about the importance of just being in control of your own life and being prepared for regardless of what happens uh, and what comes next at you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, in in one sense, it's more like you understanding that you can either make excuses, right? You can, and it's all about the questions that you ask yourself. I believe is if you're asking your, if you're asking the questions, oh, why me? Why this is happening to me? Your brain automatically goes into into a mode where everybody is attacking you, and you are, um, you're not in putting yourself in a position to succeed. If you ask yourself why this is happening for me, you automatically change the mindset and be like, okay, even though this is an obstacle, there is something to learn here. There is something, this is an area where I can grow. What are those things, right? And just by having that mindset shift on asking those questions, not why this is happening to me, but why this is happening for me, I believe that you will create different opportunities in your life and you will also be able to attract different people in your life. Absolutely. And I'm going to tie that into my next question because uh, that whole victim mentality is really Mm -hmm. robbing a people of a lot of their potential. And unfortunately, it's a label that's tied to the millennials, which you're a Mm -hmm. millennial. And if you look at a misunderstood demographic, (laughs) I think there's a lot of misunderstandings in the way that people view millennials. Um, And my mind is uh, definitely open. I've done a ton of research on just the millennials uh, and and trying to understand them a little bit better. Um, The big thing, though, is millennials have myths about themselves, too, because they did grow up in a completely different world. Uh, than a lot of us. I mean, this is uh, uh, the millennials experience of millennials is not 9-11 was, was a big shock to them, right? Um, they've mm-hmm. seen their parents struggle financially and went through the last financial crisis. Some of them probably saw that their parents' homes were foreclosed on uh, and so forth. And now they have to take on huge amount of student loans. And uh, so they have a completely different view uh, of uh, just the, the normal advice and con- conventional advice that's out there and all of these sacred cows that generations mm-hmm. have taken for granted. Can you uh, talk a little bit about the worldview of the millennial? And then also um, you've shared a seven myths that millennials believe about themselves, uh, which they can change as well. So one of the main things that I think the, the millennials um, would have is that they, when they work, when, when they do something in their, in their corporation, um, they want to be able to have a why and not just work to work to climb a corporate ladder, but what they really want and like what, what we really want is to have an impact in the world. Um, sometimes we want it to happen a little bit faster than, uh, than it should really happen. Um, and I believe that as a millennial myself, um, there's different kinds of mindset shift that we have to take. There's, there's, uh, there's a group of millennials that are used to everything happening immediately where they put their foot in the microwave and then it's done. Right. right. But then the other side of millennials, um, that 
they understand that really it is for the long term, right? Is life is not a sprint, but it's a marathon. Right. And when you're dealing with millennials that think that way, you know that they're not doing their their actions is just not for tomorrow, but it is for what's gonna happen in year five or year ten. And I and I and I feel like having knowing who you are and having your goals in place somewhere where you can read them once a week or read them once once a month so that you can take action towards those goals is what will help um, millennials, uh, but just anybody to achieve what, what they really want to achieve. Um, and then the other thing too is that with millennials right now, we are coming into, when we become adults, we automatically or most of millennials have the student debt, right? So right. people have to understand that we are one of the first generations where our net worth is already lower, like it's below zero, and we're just working in into the and we're just looking for our first real job. Right. Right. So they have to understand that and also make sure that that the standards that they put on on millennials um, or the next generation, the kids now, I feel like it shouldn't just be the, hey, you have to go to college to get a good job. I feel like with technology right now, uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there as you are creating an impact on people. If you can help the more people, so the more people that you can help, the more money that you can make, right? In that sense, Um, rather than just working and climbing the corporate ladder. To your point, uh, that sacred cow of college, I could see that fading away. I was just reflecting the other day um, uh, just on what's happening right right now, reflecting on my own life. Uh, When I was in South Africa, the internet had just came out. Mm -hmm. And when I was in college, I still literally handed in my papers at a typewriter. And somebody would type them up. Uh, not to bad, not to completely date myself here, but uh-huh. people would type them up and then you would hand them into the university. And this is around when the internet came. So it, obviously there were some sort of skills that I did learn, but none of the skill sets that were acquired in the age of the internet, um, I got in college. And the same thing is happening with crypto, blockchain, and there's other technologies now. I mean, blockchain is being disrupted by certain technologies. But I'm just thinking, too, of people that are sitting in, in school right now, mm-hmm. uh, and all of this stuff is going on. They're going to enter a workforce in a world where nobody prepared them for anything that's coming in the next five years. Exactly. No, and the and what it's really hard is that when you're starting, <clears throat> like you cannot be able to you cannot expect as a millennial to graduate with a lot of debt and be able to and be able to build a good life if you don't apply a few habits in your life right the the habits of of uh, not spending everything that you make um saving money to invest not just on your 401k, but actually on other assets that bring you money. Because I feel like in college for us or in school, something that they don't teach us is how to invest our money. They only teach us, hey, you have to get a good job. And so you have to get straight A's, get a good job. 
and then work until you're 65. And what, what I've taken the mindset from my mentors is that I need to build horizontal streams of income, not just a ladder in my job, but to be able to invest wisely so that I can make some passive income. And nobody teaches you in college how to do that, right? Right. Uh, so it's like, is when you're asking your, your different questions, okay, what is a side hustle that I can have? What is, um, what is something that I can invest that can make me more money in the future? That is something that I think millennials need to ask themselves more often too. You're listening to Diego Corzo on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. You're listening to Diego Corzo on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Right. And what I do appreciate about millennials too and the millennial mindset is how they're critically looking at all these sacred cows and mm -hmm. saying, well, you know, getting the advice from their parents and looking at them and saying, well, this hasn't worked. <laughs> you guys went to schools, you got uh, degrees, you got a job, and maybe you were laid off, you know, you bought a house, you know, all these mm -hmm. things, these sacred, sacred cows, and a lot of their parents, unfortunately, are struggling now as well, or went through hardships during the, the, the financial uh, a crash, uh, a crash in 2000, 2008. So that is really mm -hmm. good that they are questioning and looking at alternatives because there are millennial entrepreneurs. Uh, I mean, it is <laughs> the stuff I'm seeing on a daily basis is just, it's remarkable uh, what they're doing out there. And a lot of them have this bad tag to it, right? This, this victim generation victim. But I think what a lot of people don't see is that there are millennial, uh, you know, young hustlers, right? Um, mm -hmm. getting, getting after it and doing amazing things, creating businesses that, uh, that is going to cha literally change the world, just uh, as folks did at the beginning of the internet, like the Steve Jobses and Bill Gates and, and, and all those folks. So it's quite, quite exciting. Now, let's talk about financial freedom. Um, you mm -hmm. have uh, utilized a system of house hacking, as yeah. you call it, in the real estate space uh, to help you create financial freedom for yourself. Um, can you share a little bit more about what house hacking is yeah, for sure. What you were just saying, definitely, it makes sense, right? That there is, <clears throat> there's all of these entrepreneurs that maybe like in their 20s or early 30s as millennials. Uh, but there's also another set of the millennials that do love their job, but they do want to invest in some kind of passive income or reduce their expenses. So if for whatever reason, they cannot increase their income as quickly as, as they would want, they can find different ways to reduce their expenses. And one of the best ways that I found was to do house hacking. 
which is basically reducing my housing expenses. And what I did is I bought a four-bedroom home here in Austin, Texas in 2014. And I, and I rented out the rooms to three roommates while I live in the master bedroom. Now, the key thing here is that a lot of people don't really know, especially the millennials, that you can buy a home if you're going to live in there with like 5% or 3% down payment. What that does is that keeps more money in your pocket, but if you're going to be renting other rooms and that rent is going to cover your, your mortgage, then you really cancel out your month, your housing expenses, right? right? And when I bought my property, I put down a total of like six grand or seven grand because uh, I had the seller pay for some of my closing costs. And since 2014, living with roommates, I haven't had to pay a mortgage payment out of my own pocket. And the payments that were coming in also paid for my car payment. So all of a sudden, as a millennial, I was I I don't have a house I don't have housing expenses anymore because it's getting paid by other people and my car is getting paid by other people. Um, so then I use my my money wisely and I began all the money that I was making from my job. I began to buy more properties and I and I just rinse and repeat. And now right. I'm at a point where I own eight rental properties and that gives me a passive income that this year it matched my payment, my monthly income that I was making at GM. I was making around five grand. Now I have that, but it's been a process, but it's something that millennials can definitely do or just anybody can do um, because it, it, it allows you to serve as a foundation, right? right? Because then what happens is I can, if I do this, I can buy a home every year or every two years. And in five years, I can have a couple of thousand or maybe $3,000 coming in passively where then I can live my life the way that I really want. Maybe I can go and live in downtown Austin, buy a convertible and live this huge life, right? right. But what I learned from one of my mentors, his name is Adam Carroll, is that you want to build a big life, not a bigger lifestyle. So I went first for a bigger life and not just that, oh, I bought this, I bought this, I bought this. Um, that, that was just the mindset that I had in my early 20s. And this, as you mentioned, is scalable. And you're mm -hmm. teaching a lot of other people of how to do the same thing, uh, starting a house hacking club. Uh, could you mm -hmm. share a little bit more about this exciting thing uh, and uh, share some more information on, on what you teach? Yeah. So basically what I do is I, the whole process of getting pre-qualified for, for a loan, buying the house, finding roommates, making sure that the roommates are good, uh, as well as making sure that it is scalable so that you can still run your business or do your full or work at your full-time job. I break it down to through four different modules. And I talk about the three different stages of house hacking. I believe that in three months, you can really go from not being a property owner to being a property owner and living with roommates and reducing your housing expenses to almost zero or making extra money. And that is something that I'm teaching millennials right now. And, uh, and it's not just for millennials, but it's something that millennials, uh, they find it easier to be able to live with roommates 
because they either just graduated college or they may not be married yet and stuff like that. Right. And it's a great place to start, especially if you do have a ton of student loan debt that you can attack mm-hmm. in as well uh, in, a, in a pretty cool system. Now, uh, Diego, yeah. uh, you, you're a type of guy that's always studying too and learning new things and love to read. Uh, what are you currently studying and, and what, are you, what skill sets are you learning and what excites you about uh, 2018? Yeah. So right now, one of the things that I'm learning is how to have more of an impact using your social media and how to be able to reach the reach as many people as possible so that so that my story can be shared but also influence other people and uh, right now I'm reading a book called launch and that is on how to create a program that you can then then have a successful launch and be able to influence and impact as many people as possible and then um and then, of course, connecting with the right people, I try to learn as much as I can from their experience. So going through my mastermind groups and going and going to events, that is one thing that in 20, 2018, that's something that I'm going to be doing. Um, so I'm going to be going to the Grant Cardone 10X event in February, and I'm going to be going to a GoBundance event that's a that's a mastermind that I belong to. And I believe that having a mentor, having mentors in your life definitely raise your level to a different standard. And 2018 is going to be a year for me where I'm going to be working with my mentors side by side, learning from their experiences so that I don't have to go through like all these other obstacles that they've been through and I can just learn from them. Definitely cuts down the, the learning curve and a lot of exciting things ahead. Uh, now, now, a core message in, in our show is mm-hmm. uh, to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on mm-hmm. any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Yeah, so I feel there is definitely... Uh, integrity. I feel like you, that's, that's number one. You have to be honest with everybody and know that you're acting right. You're acting right a hundred percent of the time. And the other thing is to not be, to not put a limit in yourself, but always be in a position where you're growing. So if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And I don't think that you can achieve happiness if you're living a life where you're just comfortable. You have to have something that excites you, something where you are, where you are becoming something more than yesterday. Uh, and then, uh, I feel also that in order for you to feel, to feel that you're successful at some point, Mm -hmm. um, don't just focus on the destination. Because a lot of people feel like they will be happy when they, when they reach that end goal or that destination. But I feel like you definitely have to enjoy the journey and be able to just pause, take a deep breath, look around you and enjoy the ride. Because that's where, that's where you're going to be. If you're happy in the journey, when you reach your destination, it's going to be amazing. 
Now, there might be uh, a lot of millennials listening to us right now that uh, are finding themselves in a situation. Maybe they're staying, they're still living at home with, with their parents. There's a ton of student loan debt. What advice would you give them? Where, where should they get started to get out of that? Yeah. So I would say that f- the first thing that they need to do is control their expenses or manage their expenses. When they are aware how much is coming in and how much is going out, that's when you're able to make the right choices, right? It's like, if I know that I only have, that I'm only bringing in $2,000 a month and my regular expenses are 1600 a month, then I do not need to go downtown on a Friday night and get bottle service and spend $200, right? Because that's right. going to put you be- behind. So in that sense, I would say definitely be able to manage and control your expenses and connect with people that are where their communication, where their conversations is not just let's go to happy hour, but it is, Hey, what, what can I do to make my life a lot better? Cause I feel like the conversations, like your peer group is really important. And as a early, as a young millennial, somebody that's graduating college, the one things that they can control is their expenses and their peer group. Absolutely. Very, very, very true. Uh, Diego, where can uh, my listeners uh, reach out to you, learn more about uh, your exciting house hacking club uh, and where can they follow you? Yeah. So they can, they can actually send me an email. If any of you guys have questions, send me an email to info at diegocorzo.com and also go to the website househackingclub.com where you can get a guide on house hacking, how to buy your first property or be able to invest into more properties in the future and achieve a life of financial freedom. Fantastic. Well, Diego, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much information around millennials and the worldview of millennials and the challenges that they're facing and uh, providing so much value for my listeners. My pleasure. I really appreciate your time. Take care. Thank you for joining my guest, Diego Corzo, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gosh Good newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 442. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to create passive income and become financially free. In just over three years, they've created a lease option empire with over 170 properties. They can show you how to do the same. To get cash flow within 30 days, go to joinopsproperties.com. You can also check them out on YouTube. Just search Join Ops Properties or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.